In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? You didn't You didn't really have anything that really caught me off guard there, so I'm so... I'm caught off guard by the fact that you didn't catch me off guard. Oh, snap. I, I, I don't tend to throw too much uh, wild cards into the FBI one. It's the WBU uh, that I get wild. Uh, it's because the whole show is a wild card. Yes. Uh, also joining us, our brother from up north, RCMP JLB. It is me. It is me once again. Still self-isolating. Still quarantined. Still washing those hands. Still wearing the bell rubber band. And still having a good time, guys. And I still can't believe that that how are you is not yours. And um, yeah, I'm good, bud. I'm good. Wait a minute. We're still supposed to be washing our hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's Crap. the thing I wanted to say to everyone is, I mean, I'm I'm proud of everyone for starting to wash their hands during this, but you do realize you were always supposed to wash your hands, right? <laughs> that's not a new rule. That's something that we've been supposed to do our entire lives. And uh, you know, the thing that caught me the most off guard is early on the people who were doing the toilet seat licking thing challenge. Like number one, that's not how you get COVID. Number two, that's disgusting anyway. Like I don't care if you're not afraid of COVID. Anyways, want to remind everyone raw and order is part of the Tatnisco podcast network. So make sure to check out the other shows. You can go to tatnisco.com, click on the network tab, see them all there. Listen to them. Come back here, listen to us. All sorts of great stuff there. So um, if you are new to this particular show, the premise is simple. We always take turns judging, challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of pro wrestling. We don't discuss these in advance, so it's always going to be fun and crazy. Um, Go ahead. I, I, I actually preferred your first statement of judging each other, but judging we'll each other. Well, we do judge each other a lot. I have judging eyes. Um, <laughs> judging eyes. Uh, we'll go with it. In the end, before we get into it, though, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so we can continue to grow and provide you with entertaining content. You also can head over to patreon.com slash raw and order WBU to support us there. Get access to sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on this or any of our shows to challenge us to book your fantasy or report on your favorite crime. So, that sounds so filthy. Book your fantasy. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Well, we know if they're coming on this show, they've got some fantasy. Mm. <laughs> mm. Anyways, last week I got burned by saying I'll, I'll put my fantasy booking challenge to the end so that you guys can can start it off. And then uh, JLB took so... my fantasy. <laughs> uh, it gave me the title of the podcast for that episode. So, <laughs> so you're welcome. So I, 
I'm not gonna get burned this time. I'm going first. Mm. You can go first. It's fine. Take it or leave it. So, so my challenge to you two. This is gonna be kind of similar to a challenge I did a long time ago, but there's a little twist to it. Um, if you could take any one current wrestler back in time to wrestle any other wrestler at the biggest show of their perspective, their respective uh, league. You know, WCW uh, would probably be uh, Starcade. you could argue. Maybe Halloween Havoc, if you wanted to argue that way. Of course, WrestleMania, whatever, right? Um, I need you to book that match for that show. Um, the big twist on it, though, is the time-traveling wrestler from today stays their current age. Ooh. Okay. Which, which means you can't... If you're choosing Jericho, you can't have Jericho... Now, you can't have Jericho 1993. No. And more specifically, if you're choosing Undertaker, you'd say, I want to take Undertaker back and have him fight Sting in his prime. You're taking 50-year-old Undertaker back to fight Sting in his prime. Um, That's probably not the match you really want to see, you know? Uh, I think all of us would, would rather see Crow Sting versus that same era's Undertaker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so that's where the twist comes in here. It's current current wrestler in their current form versus wrestler in their day. And go. Okay. I, I, it sounds like, like JLB is still thinking about this, maybe. So... <laughs> I'm gonna, you, try, but... I'm gonna try and dig out of this massive amount of fear that I have. Um, I am gonna go with. Uh, I was really tempted to go with with Randy Orton and Edge versus versus Randy Orton and Edge from back then, since apparently they're gonna put on the, the best greatest match wrestling match time. ever. Yeah, they're promoting that way too much, man. Like that's the. <laughs> They're put, and they're putting that on every match kind of thing because now it's like the greatest wrestling match ever and then it's like backlash and I'm like what how is this your tagline <laughs> yeah I, uh, I just want to say we live in a day and age where we've had Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada three times <laughs> uh, we we have memories of uh, Flair versus Steamboat we have memories, yeah, memories of, of the Flair versus Sting Flair versus Stings. We have memories of the uh, 60-minute Iron Man match, HBK versus Bret Hart. I'm not trying to dog Randy Orton or Edge, because uh, they're both really, really great. I just, in their current form, I don't see any way I come away from this saying it's the greatest wrestling match ever. There's there's no way it is. <laughs> I, I, I will agree. So, But that's more of a it's more of a WBU conversation. So I just thought it might be kind of funny to have rated RKO versus rated RKO. Um, <laughs> fantasize about that for a minute, folks. <laughs> and then move on because it's not a good idea. Um, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to take John Morrison um, today and I'm going to take him back and have him go against Jericho circa 97. Ooh. So this is this is uh, Jer- Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. Yes, this is Jericho and WCW right towards the end of his WCW time. So, um, and I want that because Jericho was was grounded, but he was still somewhat of a high flyer. Um, 
it's not like my ultimate dream match. I just think that there's some significant value to that, to to building what we what we love so much today, and having a match like that because it as as great as Psychosis was, um, or as great as even Mysterio was, there there is something about Morrison's parkour style that is so very, very different from Luchador style. It's there's times in Luchador that it's difficult to suspend the disbelief, like really difficult to spin, suspend the dis- disbelief. And so that's kind of where I, I'm thinking about that. also would like to see Morrison in pretty much his prime right now versus Jericho in what would have been his prime and his prime couldn't run all the way till 2003, 2000. Four, but um, I just think that would have been a, a hell of a match. Hmm. So, so I you'd know, be... I was supposed to do like Roman Reigns versus Hulk no, Hogan. no. I'm totally fine with that booking. I just want to know what uh, paper you you would put it at, and and then and how would you have it end? Okay, so obviously that's a Starcade pay per view. Um, so Starcade '97. I don't know if Jericho was at Starcade. I'd probably have to say '96 just to be safe. I don't remember when he came to. Well, it was to that. It was '99 when he came to. Mm-hmm. When it came to WWF, so, um, so I guess '97 would be fine. Um, it's Starcade because it is the big bad booty daddy. I know Bischoff says they were leaning towards um, Halloween Havoc being the big bad booty daddy, but at the end of the day, Starcade is is the history. It's the it's the the one for WCW. Yeah, I'm with um, you on that. And um I think I think Alliance Salt into I think both of them missing their very impressive middle rope slash top ropes the the low high flying maneuvers. Um because Alliance Salt was was innovative for its time, significantly innovative for its time. The Alliance Salt missing and uh and eventually setting up for a starship pain to miss. Um, I think he could have, I, th- I really think he could have pulled an Iron Man match out of those two. Like, um, okay. I would like that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, if you get an Iron Man match, then you get Jericho making, uh, Morrison tap out. Um, you know, uh, if you get that, you also get the Starship Pain hit. You get the Lion Salt hit. You get all of it. So I think I would actually go with an Iron Man match. The first, first, and I believe only ever Iron Man match in WCW. Oh, and, they never have. I guess not, huh? I said that so that in hopes that uh, Smarks would probably start googling what how many if there was ever an Iron Man match in WCW. You better believe I, I am. I can almost guarantee he's typing right now. So, um, and uh, yeah, so I would have that, and I, I <laughs> Jericho wasn't at his best yet. He could talk the best. The, the, you'd get some of that tantrum behavior. Um, he would put on a show, man. He would put on a clinic in terms of, of showmanship. And what Morrison would do would be just second to to none in terms of flipty doos in its era. Um, the only thing I would change there would be 2000 Jericho. Then that's fair. I mean, I just like the tantrum era best of Jericho. Um, <laughs> I mean, his come on, ma- baby. His, his his matches with uh, Dean Malenko were epic, 
and and the promos were even better. I mean, the promos were so good because you got to see the man of a thousand and four holds. Man, I got to um, again. In an Iron Man match, you could theoretically see all thousand and four. <laughs> That's a lot of arm bars in that match, man. <laughs> that is a lot of arm bars. Uh, Answer your so... question. Uh, there have been two Iron Man matches in WCW. Both oh, yeah. of them would have been prior to when you were booking this, uh, really? 1992 and 1993. Um, but neither of the Iron Man match before WCW did or WWE did WWF. Um, uh, but both of them were only half hour Iron Man matches, not, not 60 minute ones, but okay. one was steamboat versus Ricky, Rick rude, Ricky steamboat versus Rick rude. Too many Ricks in that. Um, and the other one was Dustin Rhodes versus Rick Rude. So Rick Rude, innovator of the Iron Man match. Uh, I guess in in WCW, um, in the end, Ricky Steamboat won the first one four to three, and uh, Dustin Rhodes and Rick Rude went to a draw, one to one. Oh, they didn't they didn't leave it. Uh, they didn't go into overtime, huh? Apparently not. So. Uh, that's where I'm going with that. I, I have those two competing. I think, I think the bias that Jericho's career I know is going to go somewhere anyways, and Morrison may not get the respect in WWE that he deserves, leads me to Morrison winning this match um, as much as I think Jericho would have. Um, I, I just think there's there's enough booking love for Jericho and enough. Well, you're really cool, but you smoke pot and um, you do the flip-de-doos. And, you know, flip-de-doos aren't really a thing. And they weren't back then that big a deal. Um, but I think Bischoff would have would have embraced that more than than um, Vince ever has. So uh, I'm going to go with a more, Morrison win. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, for clarity, um, WWF at the time actually had done... Iron Man matches before those dates, but only at house shows, not on anything televised. Okay. Um, so the Rockers against the Rougeau brothers throughout much of 89, um, but the first televised one, or at the very least one that was recorded and, and shown in any way, was a world title match, Bret Hart defeating Ric Flair in January 9th of 93. So Really? So Brett, Brett had been in an Iron Man match before the Iron Man match. Yeah, he actually had been in two. He um, also it had an hour-long, 60-minute Iron Man match versus Owen Hart in 94. How do I the, not remember that? For the WWF. Well, like I say, it was apparently recorded somehow or another, but it might not have aired because it is saying it was a WWE live event or WWF at the time, live event. Yeah. Um, but... It's it's saying it was recorded in some way. So, but the first one that took place on on an actual pay per view was the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart one. Maybe they were testing the waters with that. Possibly. Well, and that's the I mean, live events. That's kind of what they're there for is to to test out formulas to to throw some matches yeah, together we'll, and see how they work. Watch this, and yeah, that's fair. Well, let's move on to JLB. How he would do it. Uh, this is how we do it. Uh, said, so, so yeah. we all know. This is how we do it. It's well, Tuesday. It. All right. Is how um, he do it because we can't we can't bring copyright. <laughs> Fair enough. This is how he do it. Um, okay, so 
current versus past technically um all right so you know what i'm going with damn i'm okay you know what i'm gonna go with just because i really i'm still gonna stick so first of all just because of the match we saw at uh at um I was going to say Dynamite, but at uh, Double or Nothing, I'm picking Jungle Boy, okay? Wow. Am I allowed to pick Jungle Boy? I, I am, right? Because that would be yeah. for the curve. Um, Jungle Boy, and I want to see against 2000 Jericho. So I'm still picking Jericho, but I feel like that match would be phenomenal. Maybe even AJ Styles. Ooh, Jungle Boy versus AJ Styles. Never mind. Jungle Boy versus AJ Styles and TNA era Styles. So okay. early, yeah. early two thousand. Like, uh, damn. Um, what? When did TNA start? Like X Division Styles kind of thing. So like early two thousand kind of Styles. Not Sunday Night Heat Styles from WWE, but TNA early two thousand Styles. Okay. Fair. And how I would pick that is... I'm curious because, you know, you're not all that TNA versed because you were too young. <laughs> I'm, bringing, I'm bringing back the X Division uh, match. But what's ultimate the actual... Okay, so it's an Ultimate X okay. match, which is awesome. So I'm bringing in Ultimate X at... I guess we could do it at any... It's going to be TNA bound, obviously. So Ultimate X, we're going to have this at um i don't know pick uh pick a tna pay-per-view i could only think of lockdown in my head for some stupid reason Bounce uh, man down for glory there we go jesus i was trying to think of their wrestlemania one sorry uh officer smarks i'm very i'm disappointing you here um yeah at bound for glory ultimate x and um man because jungle boy deserves a push bro so jungle boy is getting that win because AJ is just super phenomenal. His talent is there, but Jungle Boy needs that ultimate push-up. And him beating AJ Styles in AJ Styles' prime would have been epic and would have ultimately pushed up Jungle Boy to whole new heights. And, oh, I just want to see that match. I am going to make that match happen in, like, a WWE video game or something. Unfortunately, I can't do an Ultimate X because that match does not exist anywhere. This disappoints me. I mean, uh, that's a great one. But as I'm sitting here thinking, because I went first, man, I would have loved to see Kenny Omega versus Sting. Surfer Sting. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Sting circa 1994. Awesome. Well, if, that was his, uh, if that was Officer Smarks' choice. <laughs> it may have been. He, he would say that or, or uh, Brian Cage or, I don't know, you, Boots or something. You, you actually aren't far off uh, oh. from my choice, except um, probably in a surprising way. Because um, if I were to do it, it would be Kenny Omega. But I'm kind of torn as to whether it would be uh, early 2000s Shawn Michaels. Really? The comeback Shawn Michaels? Mm-hmm. Or... Oh, man, I liked him way more before, before that. But okay, go on. Sorry. Or... Or, well, this is why I wouldn't have done earlier, because if I go earlier, like, say, 97, it'd have been Bret Hart. I would have had Kenny Omega versus 1997 Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Wow. Definitely doing that at Calgary Stampede or something, like, <laughs> at, a, at a Calgary wrestling show. Because both Canadians would have been epic, but fair. 
WrestleMania. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we'll that... do the one WrestleMania that's been in. Oh wait, none of them have been in Canada for a reason. Mm-mm. Toronto. That doesn't count. Toronto is Detroit Light. No, no. Toronto, first of all, is not Detroit Light. If anything, it's New York City Light. Okay, it is not Detroit. Okay. Do not downplay Toronto. It's a Canadian city. It will never be American. But that's as American you will get. And that is my rambling. Having it's been to Detroit, having been to Detroit, I don't think anything wants to be Detroit Light. <laughs> that's why I, I said it. I don't even think Detroit wants to be Detroit light. I don't, I don't even think Detroit wants to be Detroit heavy. Um, like, can, can we be almost anything else, please? We, we be Cleveland. Toronto's just the town you go through if you're going to Buffalo and you're in Detroit, no. or if you're going to Detroit and you're in Buffalo. Much. You don't know how much Toronto is popping. Toronto, I, if anything, I, I, is I totally do. That's the funny part. So. This is this is actually a joke I like to make on a regular basis. Canada gave us Toronto, we gave it Detroit and Buffalo. We Not didn't. You guys got the short end of the stick there. Not a thing. Because <laughs> Toronto's fantastic, and Detroit oh, yeah. and Buffalo suck. <laughs> I yeah, I went to Detroit once to visit my brother, and I said I don't think I'm ever coming back here again. And then oh. a year later, he uh, graduated from his. Um, whatever anyways not important <laughs> um and said i need you to come back up for the ceremony i was like Fuck, okay i suppose and, and then i said nope i'm definitely never coming back here and then he moved or he's still there <laughs> and, and then he eventually moved he moved uh eventually to seattle oh that's not I, any better <laughs> oh seattle's way better yeah. well, it's just way so boring We're talking about versus detroit seattle's phenomenal yeah, at least in Detroit, there's entertainment. In no, Seattle, that's not. Unless, unless you like shootings. That's what I mean. That's a form of entertainment. <laughs> unless you like shootings, homelessness, and empty houses. Well, it's better than boredom and a whole bunch of lakes or whatever the fuck is in Seattle. Uh, we got the FF bomb out. Grunge rock? Grunge rock, uh, yeah. The, the rock scene in Seattle is still popping. Um, okay, fair enough. A- anyways, it, it doesn't matter. Seattle, let's do it, guys. Let's all it, go to it, Seattle. It it doesn't matter because my brother has since moved away from Seattle, and um, it's looking like he's going to end up living about an hour from me here, um, in not too distant future. So uh, I don't get to travel to see him anymore. But at least I don't have to go to Detroit. See him in India when he was in India. Uh, my mom did and got bit by a monkey, but that's another story altogether. God, that's a fantastic story. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just drop FBI. Let's hear about your mom and getting bit by that monkey. <laughs> Holy uh, cow. Seriously? How have I never heard this story? <laughs> well, in, in, in fairness, they think the monkey only actually scratched her, not bit her, but it's way more fun to say bit by a monkey. Um, oh. But there's a kind of touristy area in India um, where you're walking along this path and you're looking out on this beautiful scenery sort of stuff. But there's a lot of trees around there with monkeys. And the monkeys have learned that tourists often have food or at least things that they can eat, like snacks or keys. Faces. Faces or stuff like that. So they'll jump down and they'll try to grab the stuff out of your hands. Um, And that, you know, it's take and then figure out what it is. You know what I mean? So the, mm-hmm. so this monkey just swung down and landed like right next to my mom and and grabbed at her arm and then left 
and my mom had this big wound on her arm and spent the entire rest of the trip every day going to wherever she was because they were traveling all around the country so she'd have to find the doctor in this town you know and have that doctor change the the bandages and check to make sure it wasn't getting worse or infected or things like that and um well, it sounds sad when you make it that. But but just to say, you know, my mom got bit by a monkey. Um, it's always kind of fun. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of sometimes pretend that she came back to America and started a life as a vigilante superhero. Um, monkey mom. <laughs> monkey mom. Wow. Got all the powers of a monkey. Problem will, is, if you had all the powers of a monkey, Nebraska comic. is not where you'd want to go, right? Yeah, <laughs> flat no trees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like there's a reason Spider-Man stays in New York City, right? Because there's a lot of tall buildings for him to grab onto there. If Spider-Man came out to Nebraska, he'd be walking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Call an Uber. Hey, can you take me downtown? I hear there's a robbery going on down there. <laughs> Sorry, that anyway. was a lot funnier to me than it was to everybody else, apparently. Because uh, you know Nebraska, you know the. Uh, this is flyover country, folks. <laughs> Anyways, and we so, invite you to fly over anytime. Yes, you can fly over. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal: is I stay, I live in a city on the edge of Nebraska that actually has some hills and stuff and stuff to do. So if you're coming to Nebraska, don't worry about getting any farther into the state than Omaha, really. You know. Unless you like nature, because we do have more rivers than anybody else in the more miles of river than any other state. Oh la di da. Mm-hmm. So you know. Hope you like kayaking, because that's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> kayaking or rafting. That's that's the thing every teenager and college student likes to do. Is go rafting. Which is they put their beer and, and stuff in a raft and they go on the one of the rivers, uh, often like the Platte River, mile wide and three inches deep, mm. uh, and just float. It's not actually a mile wide, just so everybody it's knows. It's also not actually only three inches deep, but it. But it it's used not... to be a mile wide, though. Mm-hmm. There were times that it got that wide, and there were times that it got that shallow. But most of the time, it's really you know it can get up to six feet deep at points. Um, but it's still a pretty shallow river over. Smarks, I love that you're such a Nebraskan. I said used to could, and it didn't even phase you. <laughs> used to could. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, let me just squeeze past they... you there. Whoops, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, let me let me just squeeze past. Anyways, so I think I think we got enough of an answer out of JLB on that. Uh, what do you? Well, what else was I supposed to put? Well, I can't remember. I can't remember how you said it was going to end. Oh, I said that Jungle Boy was going to win because he deserves a push. And AJ Styles is simply phenomenal. And he would have been a big star either way. And uh, maybe you should try some active listening there, bud. No, it's not about active listening. It's just I'm old and my memory's bad. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. They say memory's the second thing to go. And I can't remember what the first thing is. So, ha! Well played. I like that one. I am so using that. <laughs> so, well, we will move on. Who wants to go next? Um, you got that. <laughs> nothing? You got nothing? Yeah. That was just DA's fave's version of not it. <laughs> just thought it'd be nice. But what do you mean? It's you next. Oh, is it, is it going to be me next? I didn't know. It's going to be me. Didn't you? Oh, no. Sorry. Okay. My bad. I'm, I'm, I'm out of it. Okay. Keep going. Move on. Am, am I? 
What Who wants to do the next challenge? <laughs> uh, right? Okay, so it's got to be me because you want to go last, right, Sparks? I've already Mark gone, Sparks so... Babe. This has gone off the rails, folks. I don't this know what's happening. Officially. I did my challenge to you two. Now it's one of you two gets to challenge the oh. other ones now. Jesus, okay. right. Okay. Uh, J uh, Officer Kayfabe, it's you. See, and I, I already said it was you, so... Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll come up with something. No, 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 no. I, I always tend to go last, <laughs> knowing for you guys. I'll go next. Um, so I... Um, so, since we've had our Canadian... Uh, no, no, that's fantasy booking. I'm sorry. Uh, this, is this is fantasy booking, right. So, since we had our Canadian... <laughs> This is why multitasking is not my forte. Um, so, Stay off the drugs, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to help everyone out one day at a time. Um, so since we've had our amazing stampede match at Double or Nothing, I would like you guys to build or create an arena-based match of whatever you would like. So yes, I'm not talking about... This is <laughs> in a row. You son of a bitch. I did it again. <laughs> I was actually my... gonna go. I was gonna go with build your own cinematic match. Oh. Oh. oh, oh no, 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 you stole it. It's good. I gave it to you. you son of a bitch. It's back. Take that, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So we saw this stadium match happen, right? Great match. It was fantastic. Um, since Officer uh, Vincent Kayfabe cannot use that, um, you know, build your own stadium kind of match style. If you want to make it completely cine uh, cinematic match, uh, you know, by all means you can. If you want to try and make it live, you can as well. But I want to see what you would do, and you cannot pick a football field or a boneyard or a graveyard. But anything else is up for grabs. Well, I have to go first because I... I, uh, I uh need time to think of a new one so I'm going to go first so I can think of a new one uh, while while uh, Smarks is talking um, any particular wrestlers I have to choose or anything like that it's up to you, you can make it a one on one you can make it two on two, five on five twenty on twenty, it's your call okay um, or I mean if you really want and it's too much work you can just literally say the kind of match and who you might want into it and that's it, it's your call I'm going to do the easter egg hunt match that we oh. that we kind of discussed a little bit um, in uh, in our discussions about uh, Money in the Bank, where I thought that uh, um, Dana Brooke should should uh, yeah should have gotten the win from doing what she did. Um, so the Easter egg hunt match is going to be in a stadium, uh, forty wrestlers that all start in separate locations, <clears throat> and that, then there's just a, a big whistle at the end um during the said easter egg hunt match you have to find your own easter egg um you walk you once you get said easter egg so you're gonna battle with other people you might even find their easter egg and and steal it and hide it but that easter egg is is their ticket to get into the ring to have the match and it's gonna be a ladder match in the ring but that's on the 50-yard line in the middle. Or I guess I got to do a soccer arena, a stadium now because football's out. So I got to go football because <laughs> um, I want this thing big. Nope, I want it in a Na I want it at Daytona NASCAR. Oh, because <laughs> that's really big. 
Um, and it takes place in Daytona. No, not during the the race because that'd be <laughs> lethal. Um, but it takes place like as the kickoff to Daytona 500. And above the ring is the 30th entrance spot for for um, for uh, uh, Royal Rumble because Daytona I think happens the weekend before Royal Rumble. I think they're close. I don't know for sure which one's first, but we're gonna pretend it is. So, um, so that's your thirtieth entrance spot, um, and so all of the rest, all of the thirty wrestlers, we're just gonna go with thirty, have to find their individual Easter egg, which is going to have their pass to get in. And you know, of course, when when they find somebody else's, they they can steal it and hide it again or whatever. But they can only go in with their own pass. They can't take somebody else's pass to hide it. So once they're in they're in and anything they have on their person stays out um and uh yeah they they hunt inside cars inside um the garages all over they attack each other because you know one of them might have their easter egg already or one of them doesn't have their easter egg so it prevents them from getting in this is like the the three cages of death isn't it a little bit having to work your way up but yeah, that's what we're going with. Um, and above the ring, um, on this giant arena, so we we get power bombs on the track. We get uh, uh, you know top or top of the fence clotheslines onto people. Um, we get people getting thrown through uh, into into NASCAR cars. And, you know, just kind of a cross promotional thing. By the way, y'all, I'm not a giant NASCAR fan. Um, but I just think that that's about as big as it gets in terms of a big arena. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's the type of match it's going to be. It's going to be a cinematic match, and uh, um, it's to get the 30th position on the uh, on the Royal Rumble. Interesting. It would suck. God, that would be horrible. <laughs> oh, I said it was interesting. I didn't say it would suck. Uh, it's definitely going to suck, but it's still an interesting con- <laughs> I think it would suck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It would have to be cinematic, because that's the only way that that could even remotely be enjoyable. Yeah, and then what if one person does find their Easter egg? What what do they do? And they want to just go to the track. That gives them a ticket to get to the infield where the ring's at. But that's what I mean. Can't they? So there's a time limit on how much time you have to find your Easter egg then? Because if let's say. I like yeah. that idea. Then you can eliminate it down to like ten people, and then those people can get into the into the ladder match. I like that idea. Yeah, we'll go with not, that. Uh, not just a pretty voice. Well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my crappy arena match. Good. I'm trying to decide on the venue for mine. I've got an idea for what I want to do, but I just can't quite pick what the best venue for it would be. So. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a cinematic match one way or another. I think an abandoned factor is probably the best choice. Um, so a large, but not quite as, I mean, we're, I'm going a little bit smaller in this respect. Um, but it's a confined space and it is an ultimate tag match. Um, 30 participants start. Uh, one participant chosen at random to be it to start, right? <laughs> uh, and and when you get pinned, and pinfall is the only way to tag someone, right? 
So, so fighting, fighting, fighting. You have to pin them down. One, two, three. Now they've been tagged. Now there are two it's, right? Uh, and it continues until there's the one last person standing. Um, and it's like that's a zombie last tag type thing. Sort of a zombie tag sort of a thing. I'm just trying to decide. In fact, I'm, I'm going to change it. It's the last two people standing, right? The last two people standing get to main event whatever the big pay-per-view coming up is. Um, I Ideally, it would be main event WrestleMania, but they've already got so many things that tie to main event WrestleMania. You know what okay. I mean? So sure. so let's say main event SummerSlam. Uh, you bad. know, um, so so it's down to all of these people running, 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 trying not to get pinned, right? Of course, if you're not it, pinning people does nothing, right? Um, so when you're not it, your goal basically is to avoid and not get pinned. Um, throughout the warehouse, we would spatter a few safe zones. Um, nice. where when you are in this zone, you are safe from getting pinned, but there's a 30 second limit on your rest zone, safe zone. So it's it's kind of a risk versus reward. You go to that place and you get to rest and relax. But if someone chases you into that place, they just get to stand there and wait for you to come out, you know? Uh, so yeah, you're a little bit more fresh, but now they know exactly where you are and they can come after you. Um, yeah. and, and so in the end, the final two main event SummerSlam. Um, okay, but what? And I'm just curious, what's the motivation for you to continue trying to pin people? That's that's where originally my my plan, my thoughts were: the last person pinned versus the person who survived, but still. I think ultimately your motivation to continue pin people is more feud based. So what I was thinking is the person who does the most pins, it's like a point system. So the person who does the most pins will go up against the person not in No, I mean I get I get the point system. Um there's part of me that was originally thinking that, you know, most pins um versus the survivor. Uh I think I like the idea of two survivors uh, then going one-on-one -on -one for some major prize, whether it's a vacant world title or something like that. Um, so maybe you put a separate prize for most pins, like most pins gets to be the special guest referee. Or gets a financial bonus. Yeah, or just a fan. But a, here's the biggest motivation for most of them to continue pinning, and that's storyline base. That's that's whatever feud they're currently in, you know? Uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to continue trying to pin until he can pin Otis, you know? Or until sure. enough people can eliminate Otis because he wants to stop Otis from winning more than anything. And that's where, of course, storyline-wise, you would choose whoever is first to be it, uh, as kind of a ringleader. Um, ideally, you'd set it up where there was at least one faction involved, you know, so in case of, like, current uh, storyline, you would have Monday Night Messiah and his two disciples in there so that when Seth Rollins gets pinned for whatever reason, then he becomes kind of a marshal and effectively... Uh, the other two lay down. Around. The other two, yeah, they lay down, get pinned, and now they they go off to to do his bidding, you know. But that's that's I think what I would do. I it needs some refining. Uh, 
but well and you could have it be for like a triple threat or or final entrant in last two entrants into the elimination chamber or you know something like that i like it though that's that's a fun one yeah that's interesting tag tag sounds fun well and uh, my thoughts of it uh that could run a whole episode of raw yeah well that's my thing is my thoughts of it it really lends itself to the cinematic because you can have moments when a person's off screen and you're you're not broken from this whole well what are they doing they're running and hiding right yeah you could have break maverick hide yeah you know a person run and hide and then you can go follow the action elsewhere and then come back to him as he sneaks out of that hiding spot and then gets spotted and has to run and dodge and and uh, I mean, that's why I thought like an abandoned warehouse with a lot of like catwalks and and old machinery sort of stuff. You could throw a a John Morrison into it, and he could do all sorts of cool parkour stuff, you know, throughout the the, well, the thing. And the catwalks uh, give you you know murder TV. Mm-hmm. Yep, Kofi Kingston could do some crazy ass dives and jumps off of things. Um, you know, you could have a giant pit of molten lead to throw someone in. They could do a thumbs up on their weight. Oh, that's Terminator. Never mind. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was watching that movie in their head. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I think, like I say, it still needs some refining. You know, we'd have to come up with maybe a little bit more motivation for, for some people. Um you know, maybe the the person who uh, gets the most pins um, gets to choose the stipulation for the match at SummerSlam. So so now it's you've got two winners, uh, but but the loser is their um, their whole careers are riding on that stipulation, sort of a thing. I don't know. That I think is what I do, but you know. It just reminds me, you, you're talking about this. There's a guy on one of the wrestling Facebook groups that I uh, follow. And if he listens to this podcast, hi, guy on wrestling Facebook group. You'll know who you are when I mention. Uh, he he constantly is pitching these ideas for AEW to have special matches. And every single one of the ideas is based entirely around um that it, the pins are face down so it's like it's a it's a survivor series style elimination match but the only way you eliminate the person is you have to pin them face down on the mat for a 10 count so it's a last man have to stay down it's a last man standing match but you have to pin them face down for a 10 count um and and everyone's like what is what is your fascination with face down pins that it just every every match he pitches has that and you know i mean i guess he's passionate about what he wants so more power to him but i don't know if face down pins really is as cool as he thinks they are <laughs> but works for uh, me Let's do it. but <laughs> but uh me just calling him out on this podcast uh guarantees we just lost a listener probably so uh sorry to see you go uh no hard feelings man <laughs> or you could become a Patreon sponsor. You could, and then, <laughs> and then you could make us book a face-down elimination match. 
Or I can ruin that right now because I have to now challenge you two. <laughs> Do a face out elimination match. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to because that because I'm going to save it for our future patron. So, uh, oh, gosh, I wasn't thinking this entire time. I was I was too intrigued by the idea of a tag match or uh, uh, yeah, tag. It, it'd be the tag match. Tag tag. It could be a tag team titles match. <laughs> you just took it up a bar. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, the waiting game because he thought of the tag match portion without thinking of his own. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it was exciting. It was way more exciting than NASCAR Easter egg. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say you're wrong, so I'm not going to say you're wrong with that. <laughs> but it sucked. NASCAR Easter egg sucked. I am sure anyway. a pin match would have been better than the Easter egg. You know. Yeah. All right. So, um, in light of... God dang it. JFB strikes back. Oh, yeah. Twice, twice, two Strikes weeks in a row. Two yeah. last next week. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh shoot, I am going to challenge. God, those were both so generic and beautiful at the same time. Like I can't, I can't do a time travel the other direction because that's just copping off. Yep. And I can't do, I can't do a cinematic match because we both did cinematic matches. Um. So I'm just gonna have you guys book uh, Rusev's run to the AEW Championship. I oh. know it's boring, but we got to see a little bit of Rusev this week talk about AEWs, and it sounds like that's where he's probably going on his podcast. So we're gonna book Rusev's run to the AEW Championship. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that: Miroslav's run to the AEW Championship. Go. Oh, I thought you were saying Russo. No, Rusev. Rusev. Uh, oh, okay. Miroslav. going? I'm. I am perplexed by this information. How do we know this? Well, we don't know, no. But he he did do a lot of talking this week about AEW, which makes it seem very likely that he's uh, at least in talks with them. And, and he asked his attorney if it was legal for him to talk about AEW. On and, his podcast, yeah, and then as his attorney, he answered. Um, so, he, 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 in the video version, you say, "Is it okay if I talk AEW?" And then he turns his head and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's okay if you talk AEW." And he's like, "Okay, okay." So, <laughs> he he still could have been playing at it, but who knows? Um, I I do think AEW is fairly likely, but in the end, it's one of those things where we we don't, we don't know until happens. we know. Yeah. Um. I mean, we thought we thought AEW was a lock for Marty Skrull, right? Uh, and then he decided to stick with Ring of Honor. I mean, it, it doesn't. By the way, did you watch Impact tonight? I did not watch Impact, but I did hear uh, and I saw the video on Twitter. Uh, it's on my DVR to watch uh, yeah, later. Diana Perrazzo uh, did a. It, I don't know if she actually showed, but she did a promo video uh, announcing that she is uh, coming to Impact and. That knockouts division is stacked. So well, and she's she was underrated in NXT. So yeah, well, and that's her advantage is 
because they never called her up to the main roster, the NXT people let go did not have 90 Day. So she could go right away. Uh, she knew where she was going because, you know, Marty. Yep. Um, well, Marty's in Ring of Honor, so uh, so that doesn't help her for Impact. And I, from what I've heard, they're no longer together. Oh, hey. But, so, Ms. Perazzo, if you're listening to this, there is a district attorney who's single in Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know what his name is because I'm not actually a district attorney. I just play one on podcast. But <laughs> I am also single. Hashtag not a cop. Hashtag shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. Well played. Well played. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, no, she she did a, did an intro thing there. Um, I think it's a great fit for her. I would have loved to have seen her in AEW, and we've talked before how AEW's women's division could use some some big names coming in. Um, and while she's not a huge name, uh, she would be a big sign for wherever she ended up going was going to be a great kid. Um, but that impact. Like she's not. She's not a small woman like Rio. She's not a big woman like uh, like Nyla. Um, there's something to be said for her. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's a, it's a great get. I'm excited for her. I'm excited to see her on Impact here coming up. Um, I mean, Impact's Impact's making some impacts right now. So, uh, <laughs> but I mean, between that, they signed um, they signed a couple people last week, uh, and um, you know, here uh, so many of the other companies are are in hiring freezes. And impact like nah, we'll we'll keep hiring people. Um, I'm I'm all for it. Um, it it also looks like they're get going back. They're gearing up to going back to taping a bunch of new shows. Um, so we'll see. You know, um, Jordan Grace uh, said she was on her way back to work. Showed her in an airport with with her bags and stuff. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what all happens there once they get the whole impact knockouts division back together. Seems like they're kind of approaching the content over contract perspective like we want to create a bunch of content and then we'll worry about getting a better television contract well there's a little bit of that i mean it doesn't doesn't hurt when your parent company just buys a tv channel just for you (laughs) that's true that's true they're like we we want to we want to put these people on a better tv channel than we're on hey access tvs for sale we'll just buy them okay now impact's got a space (laughs) um so um but I'm, I'm trying to get back to our original challenge. Miroslav. Miroslav in... Which means you also have to create his name if you want to use Miroslav or something else. I, he's He has, uh, for a long time, right after he got released, he... Well, actually, before he even got released, he changed his Twitter handle to just Miro. Uh, so... And the that's still his... Beast Miro. Yeah, that's still what it is, Miro. On on Twitter, so uh, although it's still actually Rusev Bull, for you know, um, but cha- here's the deal with that: changing your actual at, you lose your verified, but changing your just name, you don't necessarily lose your verified status. So I think that's where he's he's been keeping it at at Rusev Bull for as long as he can because he still got that verified status. Um, so I think he probably goes as Miro. I think. I think he's one of those big signs that AEW gets uh, where they have to make a huge splash. Um, and and I'm talking like 
Carrion Cross level production for his first entrance. Sure. Um, you know, the lights, the the lasers and smoke machines and all that stuff. I think uh with Rusev, they capitalize on one thing and, and I know there are gonna be some people out there that say uh they should avoid all WWE references whatsoever. But, dude, how can you not have him come out in his first appearance on a tank? How, how sure. can you not? You know? I mean, it's it's literally his most famous moment in WWE uh, coming out at that WrestleMania in a tank, right? So, so you do the same thing at AEW, at a major pay-per-view, let's say all out in a few months, um, you know? Sounds like they may move Fighter Fest. That, that, gets re- that got released today. That gets released tomorrow. Fighter Fest? Yeah, they're announcing where that's what day that's gonna they're, be. They're gonna announce it officially tomorrow. Um, but it sounds like they they have maybe some plans to move that back to uh, um, after June fifteenth. Well, I am going to say um, that they're probably not gonna move it too much because they have released official posters for it already. They don't have dates on them, but they're already promoting it, and yeah. so. Uh, the, I mean, the advantage to COVID nineteen is they can change the weekend really easily and introduce several stars. They can they can even do a takeover angle if they wanted to. Yeah, I think they're still everything I'm seeing has them still planning on doing it on the same date. It just originally was supposed to be uh, in London, and now they're just going to be doing it at the same location yes. they've been doing everything yeah. else in in Daily Plaza. Uh, yeah. Jack. Um. Which is like I was I actually pitched it on Twitter. Of course, I get no response because, you know, why would Dana White at me? Um, but I said, come on, man, put it on Dana White's Fight Island. What a what better way to do a, a fire fest parody than to put a yeah. thing on an island. Straight up. Uh, that'd be dope. <laughs> uh, but anyways, he wants no part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but so I think. I think Fighter Fest is probably a little too soon for for a major debut. And Fighter Fest is just a, it's a it's a not really a pay per view. It's last year they gave it away for free. I'm assuming they're gonna do the same this year. Um, they're they're really kind of trying to stick to the four major pay per views and then other special events. So you got Revolution, you've got Double or Nothing, you've got um, All Out. And uh, well, all in, all in was the one event back in time. All out, there oh. one for for AEW. Um, and I'm totally blanking on what the fourth one should be, and it makes me angry. Uh... Halloween Havoc is what they should. Full call gear, it. full, full gear, gear. was the other one. So, um, and so I, that's what I think they're probably gonna do is just just those four as actual pay-per-views and then they're gonna have some other ones like like they did fight for the fallen last year that was also just a a free event um there was a donation level to that so i think all out would be where you would have your your best big level debut for someone like rusev um so you know you have all out you book it where uh the current world title holder um, is facing a mystery opponent in some way. Um, so let's say it's still John Moxley. Although ideally, Rusev's going to come in, and no matter how they 
they position him. He's going to come in as a baby face because everyone fucking loves him, right? Yeah. Um, so so ideally by that point, it would be best if the, the championship was on a heel of some sort. Um, Here's looking at you, Brian Cage. Yeah, Brian Cage has, has an opportunity. I don't think he wins it at Fighter Fest, but that's beside the point. Um, having it on a, a heel Brian Cage and having him out there basically saying everyone's too scared to fight face me or whatever who's gonna come out and face me then the lights go out the the smoke machine hits uh and then instead of coming down the normal tank ramp the roars the, yeah the tank tank and and getting a real and for true tank tank you know come in uh with him up on the top um straddling the turret yeah straddling the turret you know all the lights give giving him a very militant music getting Mikey Ruckus to create a really good music for him and and coming out and just having this huge immediate debut straight to the top of the card. Uh, and I I know a lot of there's there's a large contingent of fans out there that get a little sketchy, get a little kitschy with um the W former WWE star getting uh pushed right away. Um, you know, they're, they're like, AEW said they were going to be different, but then every time they get a former WWE star, they push them right away. What about building up their own talent? And I go, well, I mean, they are building up their own talent. Darby Allen looks like a freaking superstar. So does Sammy Guevara, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there. Well, it was somewhere else too, no? Uh, he had a tryout and, and like a short run and developmental, I think, for, uh, for WWE, but never on TV. Uh, mostly he was he was on like Beyond Wrestling and stuff like that the the indies that had some some stuff um, but never on anything regularly televised but but you even look at I mean their tag champions are Kenny Omega and Hangman Page uh, and neither of whom are former WWE guys uh, uh, Kenny Omega I think like had a tryout for WWE like ten years ago and. Uh, that- you really can't say that. You know, they, people like... E, one, I, I don't think AEW gives a shit if people are even going to say that, first and foremost. Because they used Rusev, especially when WWE uses them badly. Yeah. And Rusev has been used badly for quite some time. It's not like you took Shawn Michaels out of WWE and brought him to brought him to AE dubs and oh look we're just trying to get marketing here going that's different but when you take someone that WWE wasn't using and then you end up making them a big star in another federation fans aren't going to give you slack for that i feel <laughs> and that's my point i mean you look at yes their world champion john moxley is a former WWE guy however i'm i'm going to point out he he was severely underused in WWE right everyone in watching WWE knew he should have been a world title contender on the regular and mm-hmm. and they had him dragging out a cart full of toys you know um but Cody yeah technically former WWE but he left WWE long enough ago there's there are a whole lot of people who don't even know him as a WWE star right uh none absolutely none of their women's champions are former WWE in fact uh, none of their women's roster, as far as I'm aware right now, is former WWE, right? Uh, and then their tag champions, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, not former WWE, right? Um, the Lucha Brothers, not former WWE. Uh, best friends, technically, Trent is a former WWE, but it was long enough ago that most people don't consider him former WWE. 
Um, uh, the Hybrid 2, Jack Evans and Angelico, not former WWE. I mean, SCU. these are all SCU, not former WWE. Uh, Theoretically, and, and, you could say Christopher Daniels was, but it was like a one-off when he was early in his career. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my point. Is I mean, you you look here, and you know they're they're top of the card. They've got a few people that are former WWE, but but you really don't have a ton. You know, um, I mean, they've been pushing the crap out of the Butcher and Blade, not former WWE. Brian Cage just made his big debut and now has a, a heavyweight championship match at Fighter Fest, not former WWE. They just keep taking these old Impact wrestlers and pushing them to the top of the card. Uh, Mr. Brody Lee, yes, used to be WWE, again, falls on a lot under the uh, John Moxley underused, but that's fine. We can say that. Chris Jericho, yes, former WWE, but in reality, former WCW, former ECW, uh, former New Japan Pro. I mean, where hasn't he wrestled? Solid so, argument for GOAT. Yeah. Um, you know, Colt Cabana technically at one point had a developmental run in WWE, but mm, nothing. Um, Evil Uno, no. Uh, uh, Private Party, no connection to WWE. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, no connection to WWE. Joey Janela, no connection to WWE. The Jungle, Jungle Boy. Rats. Yeah. The Jungle entire... Boy. Yeah. The entire... Well, technically, Luchasaurus was in NXT. Developmental for a very short while. Yeah. Um, and got... on Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. But Big he got what? his idea from Dustin, Dusty Rhodes when Dusty Rhodes was in charge of developmental. So. Um, but Kip Sabian, not w, former WWE. Lance Archer wrestled in WWE a long time ago, but I wouldn't call him a former WWE oh. guy. Uh, you could, I, I suppose, and he's not really wrestling there right now, but Pac. You could make an argument for that. He's not getting um, a big push right now because he's back in England. Yeah, But uh, the Young Bucks, not former WWE. MJF, not former WWE. You could, you could have a small argument for the Young Bucks, but... I think it was a one-off, like like Christopher Daniels. Daniels was. Well, it was it was one hundred percent a one-off when they went with WWE, and they weren't even allowed to call themselves their real name because yeah, it, they were brought in as wasn't it fake DX something like that, yeah. Um, and then just beat right. Um, but Santana and Ortiz, not any connection to WWE. Probably one of the biggest baby faces they have, Orange Cassidy. No connection to oh, WWE. Um, you know, Sunny Kiss, no connection. Wardlow, they're making a big deal out of, no connection. Yeah, you have a stronger argument for New Japan light than you do mm -hmm. WWE light. And so, um, looking through the women's roster, um, oh, yeah, technically, there are two wrestlers on the women's rosters that have WWE ties. Three if you count Brandy Rhodes, but she was never a wrestler for WWE. It's important to note. Um, yeah. But Awesome Kong. Who was four tie. months before yeah. she got pregnant? Yeah, four months, and then she left and never went back to there. Um, but that's, you can argue, is a WWE connection. And um, Leva Bates was in NXT for a short period of time. Oh, yeah. As Blue Pants. Um, but that's that's like it. The entire West rest of the women's roster. B Priestley, Big Swole, uh, Allie the Bunny, Britt Baker, 
uh, Hikaru Shida, the current champion, Chris Statlander, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Riho, Sadie Gibbs, Shayna, Yuka Sakazaki. These are all people that do not have any ties to WWF or WWE, right? Um, so this this whole tie, this whole concept that WWE or that AEW just brings in the WWE wrestlers and immediately pushes them to the top is is preposterous at, at its core. But even more than that, it's it's really just kind of a stupid argument in any way, shape, or form. Because um, I, I said this before, if you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you have a chance to sign Tom Brady, you don't worry about, oh, but people are going to say we just bring in any former Patriot and, and push him to the top. No, you evaluate based on talent and you don't worry about where they came from, right? Correct. If mm-hmm. AEW thinks that whatever wrestler, whether it's Brody Lee or Rusev or John Moxley or or whatever, Adam Cole comes free, you know, if they think that they're a talent that can make their business better, they're going to sign them, right? And you'd be stupid not to. If you were running a wrestling business, if you took over Beyond Wrestling, um, a small independent promotion that's got a fairly rabid fan base, but you take over it and you get a chance to sign Adam Cole, you're not going to say, well, I'm not going to sign him. He's a former WWE guy. I'm going to get made fun of for signing WWE guys. You're going to fucking sign him, right? And you're going to issue a press release saying Adam Cole from NXT, baby, is coming to Beyond Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Uh-huh. You're going <laughs> to hire Skywriters to say it, right? And and imagine you can do that with with half a dozen wrestlers from WWE. And yeah, maybe they're not all Adam Coles. Maybe some of them are Cesaro's. Maybe some of them are Brody Lee's um, or, or Natalia's. I mean, heck, the simple fact is a Natalia coming to AEW would have a big impact, and that's a big name. So why would you not, right? You'd be, so you'd be a dumb Miro business person. Said title? I would not have him win it right off the bat, although I also would not have Brian Cage win it right off the bat um, from a standpoint, just because that's there, there's a, a level of, of bringing someone in right off the bat and that pushing them too fast. Um, but that doesn't mean I'd have them lose necessarily cleanly. You know, there can be but shenanigans for that. Yeah, Mox would be perfect, but even even a, a Brian Cage could be perfect as a heel. You know, Brian Cage uh, uh, retaining the title but still losing the match based on uh, disqualification. You know, continuing to beat the guy after the ten count um, in the corner or or whatever. You know, is is a way to give. Miro of a win but not win the championship um, or even the ultimate babyface loss uh, the pass out right like you, they did the other night like the other night with Brody Lee which which was a little confusing that they had Brody Lee do the pass out because he's a heel um, but it still it, like I said it, in the review it, it didn't hurt him at all it made him look like a fucking champ because yeah. because he did not submit he did not give up he Correct. he is he's not a punk. He didn't go out and like, like no punk. So so I think they could do that with Rusev. Have him come out. Um, if you wanted him to be a heel, uh, then you have Moxley as the champion, and you have Rusev come out, and you have the match end with Rusev getting DQ'd uh, by just absolutely destroying Moxley with foreign objects or something. You know what I mean? 
going over the edge. And that's a great way to give a lot of heel heat. You, you take one of your most popular wrestlers in John Moxley, and you have someone destroy him in a way that seems unfair. Builds a lot of heel heat, so I think that's how I'd do it. But let's see how JLB would do it. Did we lose him? If he hasn't fallen asleep. No, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, unlike you, I have active listening ears going. Um... <laughs> no, sorry, I was putting on mute because I was pulling a putting a bowl of cereal there. Um, so I don't know, man, because I sorry. What flavor of cereal? Um, Rice Krispies, but I'm weird and I like to put quick on my Rice Krispies. Like like chocolate milk. Yep, yep, yep. What? Why don't you just get the Cocoa Krispies? Nope, because that's too that's too chocolatey. You and I can't be friends anymore. Fair enough. So uh, like guys, I'll see you later. Reasonable debate. For, no, no, Miro. <laughs> Miro now. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, man. With a name like Miroslav, I feel like you got to be a heel. You can't go into a... Um, and no offense to anybody's name who's Miroslav that we might listen to this podcast. Um, but I feel like with a name like that, you got to be a heel. At the same... If, if you're a heel, you're going for the title. So, therefore, it's going to be a Moxley or it's going to be whoever else. But I see him going face for some odd reason and i don't know why but i see him facing automatically either wardlow so mjf's lackey or lance archer as a face heel versus heel as a face so he comes in as as a face face. heel well that's it if he's coming in as a heel he's going for that title oh no but it depends who it's with though because if it's Mo- ah you're right though it's true because uh, the fans will be happy but you have to make him do something really obnoxious when he comes through uh i don't agree with you with the tank situation i think the tank situation is just weird um you have to make oh, him like gonna beat your ass sorry shotzi black blackheart's gonna beat your ass that's fine um <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, because at the same time, you have to do something crazy, like, really messed up. Like, maybe he goes up against Cody for the TNT. I don't necessarily see him going for the world right away. That's why I am saying that maybe... You know what? No, never mind. Scratch that. Healer face. He's not going for the world title right away. Let Moxley do his thing with it um, and face who he needs to face. I think he's going for that TNT championship. You're not going to make, although he's a big name and he can easily go, you're going to make him work up the ranks. And I feel like if you're going to bring him in sooner rather than later, he's going to get it off Cody. Um, And so therefore that would make him a heel. And I think if you get him against Cody, it would be believable for him to be a heel. Um, I don't know, man. I could see both. I could see both. It's just... I hope he doesn't go in as Miroslav because I feel like it's a weird name. Uh, again, no offense to anybody, um, but I feel like it's not a like that's his real name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Rusev. My bad. <laughs> no yeah. offense to you, Miroslav. I'm, 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 I'm just. I don't know. I, I mean, pick a different name as your character, though. Like, it's just not a catchy name, bud. Like, what can I tell you? Uh, 17 in Paraguay, Miroslav destroys JLB. <laughs> yeah, no, it is what it is. Uh, you know, good publicity or bad publicity, as long as they're talking about me, is all I care <laughs> about. So I'll take it. Um, yeah, so healer face, he's not going for the world title. He's going up against 
uh, he'd be a heel if he's going up against it for the TNT Championship. If he is a face, though, I see him going against Wardlow. Um, Wardlow, uh, who's the other one? Wardlow or Lance Archer. And I see him getting involved in kind of like one of those managerial people. I don't see him necessarily getting a manager, though. I don't want them to do the whole manager thing. I don't want to see Aiden English with him. And I don't want to see Lana randomly come with him. Because I feel like WWE is just going to toss her out soon. Now, they're not really doing anything with her. And they're not really... They're making her look really stupid. Even more stupid than before. And WWE. So I don't want to see him have a manager. I want them to build Rusev up alone without a manager and them to work on his now that he can be actually creative i want to see what he can do with his character how he can talk because the guy is entertaining if you've seen his ig lives and stuff like that he's a funny dude and he can talk so i want to see him bring that energy over to ae dubs and i want to see what he does with that with no manager and don't push him to the world title ready yet, right away. Make him work a little. This would actually push the TNT Championship a bit more because everyone is going to be have all eyes on Rusev and all eyes of where he's going. Let uh, let Moxley and um, let Moxley and Brian Cage duke it out. I feel like that's not going to be a one-time thing either. I feel like they're going to keep going at it for a hot minute. Um, and I don't want to see him do anything with the elite or the inner circle or anything like that. I don't see him joining like a faction. He's just going to be his own one man army kind of deal. And I swear to God, if they do like a, a Russian or any kind of, uh, any kind of like gimmicky thing like that, I am out. I'm automatically just going to give up on it. I hope he doesn't want to do that. Cause I swear to God, uh, I'll end it right there. <laughs> I want to see him be Orange Cassidy's protege. Orange Cassidy, <laughs> master. Miroslav, Orange Cassidy. No, Miroslav is uh, Orange Cassidy's um, bad well, one. You, you know, <laughs> on the on the indies for a long time, uh, Orange Cassidy had the swamp monster that would come out with him, which was just a guy in a ghillie suit, right? Um, yeah. And so uh, that would be a great twist to have the swamp monster come out for you know, a few months with slob. Orange Cassidy and then eventually get unmasked and it's Miro. Uh, <laughs> that would be, I just want to, I want Orange Cassidy to like Miro to be working out really hard and Orange Cassidy to be like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. So as, as Miro tries to grab the bench press bar, no, 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 your hands go here. It tells him to put his hands in his pocket, and I just think that that could be really entertaining. And if he's, yeah, if, if he's as funny as he obviously is, what? I, I don't know. Like, I don't see that being crazy impactful uh, as his character, but I guess you can always kind of build you that. You can let his comedy come out and still have him be the beast that he is. I mean, mm-hmm. you let we let um, Orange Cassidy's Locked. comedy come out all through that match, uh, in the latter match, and at the end of the day, of the two people who touched, who physically touched the chip, he was the first one to do it. <laughs> True. So, I mean... That's true. He was the second closest to winning it, you know? Yeah, AEW did that. So, yeah, that's true. That could work. But he's a really entertaining dude. So, yeah, I just... uh, World title is not for him yet. 
Let him do something with Cassidy then, whatever. I don't want to see him go after the TNT title because I feel like that's Control-V, Control-C. Or Control-C, Control-V, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, It's paste copy. Paste (laughs) Paste copy. Well, no, not necessarily. It just might bring more prestige to the TNT Championship. You might see him more on on the the TV shows rather than the pay-per-views for now kind of thing. They, Granted, they it's not a television championship. Charger off that. I, I think the next contender for that needs to be a different setup. That title is... The reason Cody's in that role and the reason that title's on Cody, that title's there for a developmental title to make to help boost people up, and Cody's the right guy to make anybody look good, even if Cody's winning. This is true. That's valid. And it's really good because Cody can't get the world title, so you can consistently have him well, I'm going to go after the title I can get. Very true. Very true. Well, we could continue to debate for a long time about what the proper way to use Rusev would be. Um, we just know it's not, however, WWE. Um, I don't know. Although, Rusev is fantastic. <laughs> and that's why I, I was going to disagree with JLB on this. I totally want to see Aiden English. Um, I'm totally blanking on what his real name is, but uh, I want to see him come out and be like, "It's me, Roday." That is a one-off thing. I don't want to see that as a continuum because they can also. Aiden English is also a really decent wrestler, and granted, they won't do like what WWE did, just use him for that, and that's it. Uh, AEW would actually still use him. Um, but I don't want to see them like do that as a one-off thing, kind of like to push up to give it a little smack to WWE, if you will. But don't make it a thing. Don't make it a, like a weekly thing with them being together. I don't want to see anyone on Rusev. I want to see Rusev alone. Well, you're wrong. So anyway. <laughs> but on that note, we will move on to our our new game. We've replaced Nullify, Vilify, DFI with Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. I'm going to give a list of three wrestlers, and they need to relocate them to a different company. So to start off, first choices, Adam Cole, baby, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre. What's your theme there? Champions. Idols. Titles. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> One job. Duh. Okay. Um, I got. Uh, I'm going first, so so that so that I can hopefully ruin it for oh, you. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Braun to Ring of Honor, um, oh. because reasons. <laughs> I'm gonna go Drew McIntyre to AEW because they do need a few more big men that that can move and can put on a show and I'm going to put Adam Cole Bay Bay um, at Impact because I I really think he could make an impact at Impact. Um, I think he could really, really build their world title picture beyond what they've already got built. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, okay. Um. Not that Braun versus Moose wouldn't be fun to watch. <laughs> that would be a hoot. Don't you know? Don't you know? Um... Man, because AEW does have already a few big guys. I was thinking of, oh, damn. Yeah, I, I think it might be. Yeah, you might have maybe have stolen. No, 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 I'm switching it. Um, so we got who? We got McIntyre, Brian, and we got Adam Cole. Maybe. So, maybe. Um, now, you know what? Let's uh, let's bring Braun to Impact. Let's change it up. I feel like they need a few more big guys. I Granted, I don't want Impact. This is Braun. That might be dope. Um, 
And honestly, I'm more of an Adam Cole fan. No offense, Drew. Adam Cole's going to AE Dubs. And uh, Drew is uh, going to make uh, loads of cash at ROH because he's going to be their biggest star for a while and take over what Jay Lethal has been doing for so long. Although I still don't think he's the champion or anything, but he'll have like a Jay Lethal run. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, that's probably about what I would have done. Um, and, and some of it is just based off of um, how can you not want to put... Adam Cole back with the rest of the elite when Adam Cole was uh, kicked out of the Bullet Club and killed um, in storyline. And of course, his girlfriend slash fiance, I I think they're engaged. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting a lot of pressure on him now. Anyways, um, his girlfriend is Britt Baker. And so putting them together in one promotion makes a little bit of sense there. There is also reports that his contract is up in November and Britt Baker is dropping a lot of hints that he might be thinking of leaving um, after his contract is up, uh, which I don't I don't know if WWE lets him leave so easily uh, since they put a lot of work in making him their longest reigning NXT champion. You know, he's had it for a year now. Um, but I mean by making him not leave so easily, how would they not make him leave? Throwing a boatload of money at him, <laughs> like make he it rain, baby. Anyways, um, they have that, that was my little uh, uh, money guns, is what I was making sounds for. You know, those guns that shoot the dollar bill. That's our next t shirt, money guns. <laughs> I love it. But uh, but so that that right there makes a ton of sense to me. Um, but don't make dollars. Don't make sense. JLB is here to save you the yeah. suspense. But Braun yeah. Braun Strowman in Impact Wrestling has a lot of fun. Like we said, Moose versus uh, Braun Strowman could be a ton of fun. Michael Elgin versus Braun Strowman. I mean, talk about he's already presented like a big deal and a, and a big star there, but. I mean, Michael Elgin slamming Braun Strowman is is a is a microcosm of Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. Really, um, I'm googling who Elgin is. Um, he's he's not not super tall, but he is he is a, a fairly muscular man and very powerful. He's he's a little powerhouse, is what he is. Um, uh, okay. And and so just the idea of him power slamming or suplexing a Braun Strowman. Um, would be a big moment, sort of a thing. Um, and then Drew McIntyre, you know, I think Ring of Honor is one of the few places that he didn't end up going during his hiatus from uh, WWE. I mean, he, of course, did a lot on the indies and then had his run in Impact Wrestling under Drew Galloway. So putting him in Ring of Honor for a short period of time would have been would be tons of fun there. Oh, yeah. I will. Okay. Who wants to challenge next? I uh... Um, Jay would, uh, Officer Kayfabe will. Hey, okay. You can give me a nickname, Jay. I don't even know what that means. Am I lethal? No. No, uh, you're, you're a drug dealer standing outside of a small um, a convenience store. Oh, snap. I like it. And you've, and you've got a friend in a trench coat who never says anything. Clerks reference. What one might Lord call him silent on this podcast, or maybe he is silent, Bob, but deadly. <laughs> All right. Um, 
gotta make people go so i'm gonna go with management you have to send vince triple h or stephanie vince to manage triple h dick. <laughs> that's what you're saying right now okay go ahead um i'm i'm gonna do this at it's difficult, but it's not actually that hard. Um, uh, because you know, I can I can throw Vince McMahon to Ring of Honor, no problem. Um, I think uh, Sinclair Media Group as a whole fits him fairly well, uh, but also can hold him back uh, a bit. So, so Vince to to Ring of Honor. Uh, the tougher one is no matter where you put Stephanie, she's going to start taking credits to from anything that the women's division does because, you know, she invented women. So, so uh, put her in AEW's where it's not that great. So, yeah. so put that that's an argument there. Um, <laughs> I just don't know because the other side is, yeah. Trips, no, you you're, impact you're right. sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Trip, trips and impact does sound like a, a fair amount of fun. So, um, they they can next team. Yeah. Well, and they can also tell a storyline with with the uh talent not wanting to obey him because he represents the the other side and here he is trying to be good guy trips and they're all, you know, stepping over him and not obeying. So so yeah, Steph to AEW, although I'd prefer Steph to no place, Steph to retired. Oh. Um, but uh, trips to Impact and VKM to ROH. Okay. Um. So Vince McMahon to Impact because I'd be curious to see what he does. Um. Trips to AE Dubs because that would be interesting. And um. And uh, yeah, stuff's going to ROH, and uh, I don't know, do nothing there. That's my the wild thing. card here really is trips, yeah. because the trips, the trips, Cody feud would be worth it in AE Dubs. But it's uh, I understand. Okay, it'd still be worth it because you could do an on-screen feud. Um, but trips, what trips did with NXT would be really interesting with Impact. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know to answer my own question, so we're we're moving on to you. <laughs> or I could just do like last week and move on to, to the outro and uh, um okay so I am going with I'm trying to pick the theme though. Okay. So I'm going with yeah, I wanted to make something creative, but my mind isn't working at the moment. So we are gonna go with women's champions. So we're going with Oscar um Oscar Charlotte. Charlotte. No, but I'm not picking Bailey. Uh <laughs> so it's not a theme. Uh because Bailey, I think I feel like I did. Did I do something like that prior? Maybe. I don't pick Oscar, but Oscar, Charlotte, and we are actually going with Kari Zane. So it's just a woman's theme and nothing else. Oscar, Charlotte, and Kari. Place them in your rules. Uh, I'll go first. Um, (laughs) Kyrie needs the opportunity to shine, um, and they've already got Rio and a couple others at AE Dubs that are very similar to her. Um, I put her. I put her at Impact. Um, You mean similar to her? Small. Uh uh huh. Uh -huh. Shanna Rio. Small. Yep. Small Valid. and Asian. I'll go with it. I don't care. 
Okay, fair enough. Moving forward. I mean, I mean, in fairness, he didn't say, you know, AEW's got a lot of those people already. Uh, okay, no, that's fair, fair. Okay. They've got people that are small. They've got similar styles. Yeah, that's fair. All right, my bad. It's, it's kind of a photocopy of Kyrie in terms of size, in terms of wrestling style. This is true. Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie puts on a little more show on entrance, but that's about anyway. it. Copy, see, well, copy. There's, some, there, there's something to be said for that. Mm. Paste copy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I really feel like, and because they already have one of those people. <laughs> oh, hell, God. Tiny people. Anyway, um, I, I would love to see her with the Impact Women's Division. Um, there's, there's some... There's a lot of really good athletes there, and I think Kyrie just shows something very unique there. Um, Charlotte can go anywhere and be successful. Uh, I think I put her on ROH. I, I think that so heavily elevates that brand that that people just start watching. Like, I, yeah, I think Charlotte goes to ROH, and I think Asuka... Um, Oscar brings something to the table that they do not have in AEW, and that is a very vicious wrestler. When you saw her in NXT, it was it was vicious. And yes, they have somebody whose style is a lot like hers in Hikaru Shida, um, but two of that style isn't a bad redundant. Yeah, isn't yeah. redundant. Two of Kyrie's style gets a little redundant, if you know what I'm saying. I feel like they need more women talkers, though, in AEW. And I'm not answering my own question. I'm just saying that's why I feel maybe having a Charlotte there would be nice. Sure. Because Charlotte is like your Britt Baker, kind of. You know what I mean? If Britt Baker just has to be more polished in terms but, of talking. I mean, Britt when when, when Asuka does interviews, even if there's very little English in them, oh, she's there's an impact. There's... there's like people notice but the problem is AEW just doesn't have any of that aside from Brit in my opinion and Brandy but Brandy doesn't really talk anymore she just manages now yeah I get what you're saying Nyla really does talk quite a bit yeah I don't know like it's just so angry for me that it's not impactful if that it's not that she's bad at it it's just I'm not like like I like her actions (laughs) no no she's a Princess. She she's what? Xena, warrior princess. Right, and I get that whole thing. Awesome. It's just it's no Charlotte Flair for me. It's no Britt Baker for me, kind of thing. Any one of the it, three elevates ROH to a level that's that's just yeah, huge. But if sure. you put Kyrie down there, you lose Kyrie. Like, and I think I think it looks like a photocopy of Rio if she goes to AEW. So Kyrie has good impact in my opinion. Charlotte, Charlotte could elevate ROH. Charlotte would just enhance a division at AEW. It wouldn't in- elevate a whole company. Charlotte can actually elevate a whole company in ROH. Oh. Yeah, but I think we'll be for Charlotte. I think that's actually where I disagree a bit. I I stood back to just kind of let you guys talk. Um, but my answer would actually be putting Charlotte in AEW, uh, and and a lot of it comes down to. I've talked before about how the one thing I think AEW really needs now is another one of those uh, Lex Luger moments. Uh, Another 
one of those Hulk Hogan moments. Uh, you know, the the I we just stole a major name from the competition. Um, in many ways, that's what started the Monday Night War, right? Lex Luger appearing on Nitro the day after he appeared at a WWE event. That started almost everything. And and while, yes, with 90 Day No Competes and all this stuff, it's very, very rare that we're going to see that actually happen again. But having Charlotte show up on Impact, not on Impact, on AEW, on Dynamite, um, it is one of those shots fired moments. Um, Charlotte is recognizable enough that the quote-unquote casual wrestling fan could hear that she just jumped ship and tune in specifically for that. Yes, she also would elevate Ring of Honor. She, wherever she goes, she would have this moment. But that's why I, I think AEW is the best spot for her is because that's they're the biggest competition right now. The one that would benefit, I think, the most long-term from a moment like that. Um, you know, I, I, I was going to agree with you on Kyrie to Impact um, and then put Asuka in Ring of Honor. Uh but I think I've decided I'm going to reverse that, um, if only just to be contrary. Um, contrary. So Asuka, Asuka in Impact Wrestling, wherever Asuka goes, she's going to make an impact. And might as well have her make an impact in Impact. Um, and then, of course, uh, Kyrie to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor from a style standpoint, uh very similar to her New Japan and, and All Japan, you know, stardom, all of that stuff that she, she used to wrestle. Um, so so I think she'd probably be a pretty good fit there. And then Ring of Honor's women's division, just in general. We talk about AEW's women's division being, you know, a little bit less than stellar at times. But Ring of Honor's Women of Honor division doesn't have a ton of uh, huge stars, you know? Um, well, and I think that's where Charlotte could elevate so much, but that also means Charlotte would have to lose to elevate. And who do you have her lose to there? Mm-hmm. And that, and that's why you know, uh, Kyrie saying heading. I mean, Ring of Honor's official Women of Honor uh, right now is seven people, right? Angelina Love, Kellyanne, Jenny Rose, Mandy Leon, Mary Manic, Session Mock Martina, and Sumi Sakai. So you throw Kyrie Sane into that, she's instantly up there at the top of the card, um, bringing that up, bringing the quality of work there uh, into a nice level. And I'm not trying to knock any of those people. Session Moth, I've watched quite a few of her independent matches, and she's she's phenomenally talented, um, you know. So, but but throwing someone like a Kyrie Sane in there who can work a bunch of styles, can work a comedy spot better than almost, I mean. If there's one thing Charlotte can't do, it's the comedy spots. Comedy spots are not her. About the only comedy spot she can do is a variation on her dad's two steps and then fall on her face. Um, Which, don't get me wrong, one of my favorite comedy spots of all time. Uh, How do we know she can't do comedy spots? What are you referring to by that she can't? Well, uh, mostly because WWE doesn't like to make people do anything if they're not at least somewhat talented at it. So the fact that they don't ever throw any comedy spots at her implies that she's not. But on top of it, her delivery doesn't doesn't lend to comedy. She's her whole delivery is way too um, serious and 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 it's That's way too I mean. Ric Flair. 
It's way too Ric Flair. Yeah. And Ric Flair didn't do comedy spots. Ric Flair, um, like I said, his though the extent of his comedy was the uh, flip over the top rope uh, in the turnbuckle and the two steps and fall on his face, and that's it. Um, and, Has she actually fallen on her face like Ric Flair? I think she's done it once or twice, but she doesn't do it often. Mostly, mm, she okay. just does the strut and the woo. Um, and the flip over the turnbuckle. Yeah, except she's turned it into a a Defense. positive move, like a defensive move. She does the flip over the turnbuckle, and that's how she gets out of a bad situation. Oh, snap. It's true. Okay, yeah. But when Ric Flair did it, it was all. So. Figure four to figure eight. They threw me so hard. Yeah, Ric Flair, was. they threw me so hard, I had no choice but to flip over and flop to the outside. Um, right. But anyways, I, that's why I... I just I feel like because they never give her any comedy spots, that means they don't have confidence in her in comedy spots. Um, but like Oscar and Kyrie Sane, they give comedy spots all the time too, right? Heck, right. Becky even got comedy spots occasionally, um, and she was built as one of their more serious champions for a long time, you know. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte doesn't ever do real comedy spots, and that's why. That's why wherever she goes, she's got to be the straight person of the group. And so you look at M, you look at AEW's women's division, and they've got a lot of potential for for more lighthearted matches. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Penelope Ford does uh, acrobatics and then make takes time to kiss Kip Sabian in the middle of her matches. Right? That's right. a comedy spot right there. Um, uh, 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 Riho being the little magical girl has a comedy elements to it. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki dresses like Aladdin when she goes out there. Um, um, and totally blanking her her name. She used to come out dressed like uh, uh, Queen uh, uh, Emi Sakura. There we go. Oh uh, yeah. Used to come out dressed like. I mean, that's a comedy spot in and of itself. There. Heck, even Britt Baker, her whole "I'm a dentist." You know, it's a heel spot, but it's also she she does this whole thing right now during the age of Corona where she's about to lock in the uh, the lockjaw and she has to grab the referee and make the referee give her a, a glove to put on her hand before she can lock it in because she doesn't want those germs on her. That's a comedy spot right there, uh, you know, but but so they've got enough potential comedy in AEW to allow a straight man like Charlotte to come in. But I just feel like Charlotte could be that that Lex Luger moment that, oh my god, they really got her. Because she is no doubt, um, aside from Becky Lynch, uh, and even arguably Becky Lynch, Charlotte is no doubt the most recognizable face in, and I mean using face in terms of her actual face, um, face in <laughs> women's wrestling, you know, for WWE, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you asked a thousand people to name women's WWE wrestlers that are active today, you get a bunch of people who would bring up people who aren't active, like like the Bella Twins or, or Trish Stratus yeah. or, you know, or Lita, you know, or China, you know. Um, but the of the ones that would name ones today, I bet you 90% of them would name Charlotte, number one. Charlotte and Becky. Yep, Charlotte and Becky would be the two names that, that would come up. There are a whole lot of women in that women's division in WWE that would not even get named. And Asuka and Kyrie are two of them. 
you ask no matter how much they would elevate a division and i feel like no matter where they went um that's that's from a quality of work not a not a name recognition thing um the other thing with charlotte flair is um not only does she have name recognition but she'd be able to take that name with her (laughs) whereas uh kyrie sane and oscar both had their names before they came to WWE, so they'd be able to take their names, but they don't have that name recognition to the large degree that Charlotte does. So Yeah. I see. I get what you're saying. I disagree, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah that's the fun of this game, isn't it? It is. Don't you know? But don't on that know. note, we we have talked a lot about a lot of nothing. And uh before this well, podcast ends up being two and a half hours long like our review of Double or Nothing. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because we talked a long time about what is potentially one of the greatest wrestling pay-per-views top to bottom I have seen in my lifetime. Truth. Um, but It beats 1996 sold out. Yeah, yeah. 100% beats that. <laughs> Hell in a Cell last year beat that one. Uh, that's a <laughs> low bar. 96 old outs bad but anyway we we will go ahead and start to wrap this up um you know i always at this point uh reiterate follow us on twitter like share subscribe make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast platform you use so you get notified when we post new episodes uh because new episodes go up nearly daily we got the raw review we got the aew review we got the nxt review we got the smackdown review we've got our fbi that you're listening to now and our regular wbu that comes out so six episodes weekly um so make sure you're subscribed so you hear about all of those make sure you share us on your social media because the more people who listen to us the better it is for everyone um and then like i said follow us on twitter you can follow me at raw and order wbu you can follow da fabe at da vincent k fabe and of course jlb is at JLB420 Real Talk Radio is the brand That's at Real Talk Radio 8 Anchor.fm Slash RTR Awesome And of course If you have a chance And you use Apple Podcasts um, Or even if you don't But have an Apple ID Just sign in And review us on Apple Podcasts Give us five stars Just like the number of followers Twitter has for DA Fabe If you don't count me Hey, that's actually the exact number. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not an exaggeration. He's at six. So, so this is um, uh, this is how how little I use Twitter. I really should use it more. You really should use it. Should. Yeah, yeah, should. Yeah. I should and should and should till I should all over myself. Yes, you should <laughs> all over yourself a lot. Uh, you can also go to our Wix site. You can find it in the pinned tweet on my Twitter or in the doobly-doos for this show and almost every show. Um, there you can find all the different ways to listen to us. You can even listen to the show right on the Wix site. You can read our blog, um, even though I'm really bad at updating it sometimes. Um, and then uh, you can get the Wix app to... Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can get the Wix app to... Um, get on there and interact directly with us and read the blog on the go. Um, we now have the merch store. You can head over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. Um, see all of the stuff that we have there. And like I said earlier, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. So you can go there, get access to all the perks, including 
the uh, Discord server, the ad-free episodes, the ability to vote for classic pay-per-view reviews that we'll be doing monthly, the monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on either this show or the WBU to challenge us to do some fantasy booking that you really want to hear how we do, or to report on whatever wrestling crime uh, suits your fancy on that day. So um, affordable options for you to back us on Patreon. Um, great way to help us out and get some stuff in return. Um, so, but on that note, unless uh, either of you have anything more to say, I will probably close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. I'm looking forward to hearing some plagiarizers. Yes, huh? dude. You like that? Pledge, plagiarizers. Uh, uh, we're going to do better than that. Okay. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure uh, something out. Yeah. But, I sold out pay per view is better than your plagiarizers. <laughs> well, I, I plagiarized that from another source. So. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, we will uh, stop the show. Thanks for listening. We will see you soon.